Welcome to the Kingdom Assistant with Zay. I'm your host, Zay, and I want this podcast to help you unlearn everything that you knew about religion. I want you to get rid of it. I want you to forget what you learned about the church. And I want to be able to share the truth behind relationship with God, the beauty of it, the stress of it, but overall the peace of it. I hope that you'll watch this podcast and say, if Zay can do it, I can do it too. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Kingdom Assistant. I'm back with Babe, and we're going to talk about the truth about the Jehovah's Witnesses. I thought you were about to say the truth, calling it the truth. <laughs> I was like, hey, yo. You thought I was going to say what? The <laughs> call it the truth. We're going to oh, talk the about cult. the truth, because that's what they call it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, you're right. You know you have the truth, Danielle. Okay, yeah. So up. this is really about to be, this is about to be Donnie Wait, sharing his experience with being a Jehovah's Witness because that's what his family that's what he grew up with so we're gonna start like getting into so like just talk about who the Jehovah's Witness who they are okay is it Jehovah's Witness or Witnesses Witnesses yeah okay so Jehovah's Witnesses it started with one Jehovah's Witness so let's get that across so it starts with one it Jehovah started Witness. with one Jehovah Witness I forgot uh-huh. man's name I think it was like Charles B. Russell or something like that yeah they don't talk about him they won't teach anything about him because they don't want it to across culty it's a cult yeah full disclaimer though um (laughs) i have a very bad taste in my mouth for the jehovah witnesses so the things that i will tell you will be biased it will all be negative which (laughs) i feel like it's all it is the truth yeah and it all is negative yeah but um with that being said not everything that i say about the jehovah witnesses take i mean take it with a grain of salt because most of the stuff they taught was going in this ear and it was coming out of this one because i just know it was just not not it it was right so but I do remember a lot of the the doctrine that they would speak, so yeah, we can we can we can touch a little okay, bit yeah. on it. And so, plus, there's no real Jehovah Witnesses that would watch this anyway, because right. if you're speaking anything about it, they would label it as apostate material, and you are not to watch. Okay, so let's start material. there, right? Let's talk about who the Jehovah's Witnesses are and their like core beliefs and all of that. So the Jehovah Witnesses are, um, they're Christians. They mm-hmm. think they are, um, which I, I guess they kind of are because they do acknowledge jesus christ in their in their beliefs um and they do believe that jesus christ died for our sins and they do believe that through him we have salvation so technically they fall underneath the christian umbrella when we're talking about religions in general just the same way as a i guess um like mormons would technically be christians right so okay they, they are christians um the, what they their core beliefs what how they differ from other christians is they believe that not everyone goes to heaven, mm-hmm. which is bananas, right? In my opinion, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, grain of salt. They um they believe that only one hundred and forty four thousand that exact number one hundred and forty four thousand people those are the anointed um they go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, at any given time, there's like eight or nine of them that run the organization. They're called the governing body. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of grown majority, majorly is it majorly? I think so. Yeah. Major. They're very old. Majorly white males yes of course mm-hmm. and they um they're part of the 144,000 um another thing that they do they do not take communion so they do not when they go around and pass that they only do it once a year they do it mm-hmm. on the memorial which is the day that they believe Jesus Christ rose from the dead which is like around April or something they believe mm-hmm. um they do the same thing that you would do in church so they take the they take the wine and they take and they the, the bread and they pray over it and they pass it around but nobody eats it. They don't eat it or drink it. They just pass nobody it around. Nobody eats it. Nobody drinks it. They just mm-hmm. pass it around because the only people that are supposed to partake is one of the 144,000. Yeah. And the only way you would know if you were one of the 144,000 is the Holy Spirit would tell you and there would be no doubt in your heart. For example, this one dude, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to say his name, but in the kingdom hall that I grew up in, everybody knew him as a person who could, I don't know, potentially be a gay guy, right? Mm-hmm. He, I guess, turned his life around or whatever. And at one point during the memorial, he felt like he was one of the 144,000. He partook of the bread, drank the wine, and everybody that I know is like, oh, you know, I was about to say his name. Ooh, you, know, you know, you know, partook of the, of, the, of, the, of the wine. He thinks he's one of the 144,000. And they all laugh. And it's like, mm-hmm. yo, how, how do you not believe that he is? Right. If he, there's no doubt in his heart. So they right. don't even believe. According to your own doctrine. Yeah, their faith is so, is so, so small. Another thing that differs from them is um, they do practice excommunicados. They do, um, they, they call it this disfellowshipping. Mm-hmm. They will disfellowship you if you 
for example, if you go to them and you confess your sins and you're sorry, they probably won't disfellowship you, even though they say it's the Holy Spirit that gives them guidance, which is bananas. Mm -hmm. But um, if if information about me would were to come up to them and it what didn't come from me, clearly I'm not sorry about it, right? And when they mm -hmm. deliberate about it, they have you leave the room and have the Holy Spirit tell them what to do. More than likely, you get in disfellowship, right. and then everybody you grew up with, all your friends. Even your family is not supposed to talk to you. No one's yeah. supposed to have communication with you at all, which is bananas. Um, people kill themselves. Mm -hmm. um, it's crazy because you got to understand when you, it's like when you're a Jehovah Witness, you are, they they teach you that you are completely separate from the world. So when I mean completely separate, I mean like you'll see that. I can't, I can't even go so into So that's like, detail, but. so it's similar to when, when you are called, right? They say we have to be set apart. So the Jehovah's Witnesses believe, okay, we're set apart, right? Yep. Similar to Christianity, mm -hmm. we are set apart because we're so we are expected to do better, right? Mm -hmm. But it's to an extreme. To Everything an extreme. is to an extreme, to an extreme. level, yeah. right? Like, so one mm -hmm. of the things they say, sorry, no, one ahead. of the things they say is bad association spoils use for habits. Mm -hmm. Facts, right? Those are facts. They will use that as a way to get you to not join extracurricular activities in school. Mm -hmm. You have a, a son, my uncle, for example, who's extremely talented in playing basketball or mm -hmm. baseball, whatever it is. They will not try to cultivate that. They will not let you join an extracurricular activity because, and, and not that they tell you that it's against the rules too, because mm -hmm. it's not. And this is how they get away with the stuff. But what they'll do is try to manipulate you and be like, well, you know, Donnie, um, you know, really the school is there to learn. And, you know, if you have to be there amongst the worldly people from 8 to, to 3 p.m., then that's necessary. But anything other than that, you're just unnecessarily spending time with worldly people and you know Bad association spoils useful habits. That's horrible. They will not cultivate your talents. Yeah. They will not help you to, to grow and, you know. Yeah, so talk about the children because talk about what age you really were forced into that. Essentially, you were forced into From birth, it yeah. And my, how it my affects family, kids. So my grandparents, my grandparents were the ones that started. I think my grandmother grew up as a Jehovah Witness. My grandfather, my grandfather converted, like, I don't know, probably in his 20s, like when he married my grandmother, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, my mother, all her... her um, I don't know why I'm getting nervous. Her siblings, they grew up in it. So I grew up in it. Um, the earliest memory I have is when I was four years old. I don't know. What's your earliest memory? I don't I don't have any earlier memories. Well, yeah, I don't know. Some, some people are going to think it's cat. My earliest memory when I think back is when it was my fourth birthday. And I remember it because it was probably, and I'm going to drag it by saying it was, it was it, like it scarred me. But like, that's legitimately what, what it was. Mm -hmm. My oldest memory was my fourth birthday. I woke up and I was... Sorry. Mm -hmm. I woke up and I was hyped because um, because it was my fourth birthday. So I'm yeah. jumping around. I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's my birthday. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Mm -hmm. Oh, where's my cake? Where's my this? Now? Everybody's like, it's a normal day. Everyone's mm -hmm. just like, mm -hmm. my grandfather's making coffee like he always do. We all live together in, in the house. My grandfather's making coffee like the other dude. My, my uncle's just sitting down on the couch or something. My mom is not really. And then finally, my, my grandfather turns around to me and he goes, you know, we don't celebrate birthdays. I'm like, what? Like, you know, you're not getting a cake because we're Jehovah's Witnesses and Jehovah's mm -hmm. Witnesses don't celebrate birthdays. Right. Their reasoning for that is bananas. They took the story of John the Baptist. And this I guess this is one of the reasons. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't really know too much about their doctrine because it's false. But anyway, um, they took the story of John the Baptist and how I forgot who it was, but I think it was it was the um, I don't know which king it was. I forgot which king it was. Again, don't. I'm I'm still new to the yeah. I mean <laughs> to, yeah. to, to all of yeah. I'm not, I'm but not just too the gist of it. The, just, right. Yeah. So um whichever king it was, his daughter was coached by the wife mm -hmm. uh because the king had, had asked, you know, what do you want for your birthday? Mm -hmm. So the daughter being coached by the mother who mm -hmm. did not like John the Baptist, I forgot why. Yeah. She told her to ask for the head of John the Baptist and the king granted that did not want to do it. Mm -hmm granted it in mm -hmm. front of everybody so they, they beheaded john the baptist because of that that's one of the reasons i'm gonna say one up because i don't even think it's they they, they 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 like to take a bunch of scriptures from the bible and mm -hmm. twist them to fit their their doctrines yeah. but um because they asked for that you're not supposed to celebrate birthdays you can come to that conclusion if you want to but right i don't think the bible says directly not to celebrate, celebrate birthdays birthday. again right. i could be wrong but right pretty sure it doesn't i mean and even just talk about the bible because they don't read from the new king james so what bible do they so have? they do not read yes yeah, another key difference they don't ring from the from the king james they don't read from the new king james mm -hmm. they don't read they read from a bible called the new world what is 
um, the New World Translation of the Holy Scriptures. That's what they, that Bible has taken things out. Is it huge things that they take out? No, because they'll be able to take a King James Version and show you where in your Bible validates their doctrines, Mm -hmm. which is bananas, but they will be able to do that. However, in their Bible, wherever it says like Yahweh, if it says Yeshua, if it says, and if it says any other time where if it's not Jehovah, Mm -hmm. it says Jehovah in their Bible. Jehovah, Jehovah God, Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. Now, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that is one of the words, one, or of, one, of, one of the names, names one, one of his names, mm-hmm. but they use it, uh, what's the word? Indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. So it's just always Jehovah, 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 because they are Jehovah's witnesses. Right. So that's what it is all in their Bible. Yeah. And so, because you know, the word says we're not supposed to add anything to the scripture or take yeah. away from it. Yeah. And that's literally what they do. And they, when they Donnie was explaining things. to me, because I couldn't understand how they could read the Bible simply for what it is and like twist it. Right. So an example he told me was the story of the prodigal son. We all know how that went. Right. They use part of that scripture to justify disfellowshipping and yeah. they try to twist disfellowshipping as like tough love. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I love you. I have to disfellowship you. You cannot but if you turn your life around, we'll bring you back. Now, we know the prodigal son, the whole point of that is to literally show, like, when you have a wayward person or a person is not coming to God, God's arms are open for you when you are ready to come back. The father never kicked the son out. The father never told the son to go. The son made that decision. And when the when the son wanted to come back, he took him back with open arms. The Jehovah's Witnesses... And met him where he was. Met him where he was, right. Mm-hmm. The Jehovah's Witnesses are like, hey, look, this is what... We took this story, the prodigal son. You are a prodigal, and and you know this, yeah, this justifies that. That's right? why I hate that word, by the way. Yes, because disfellowshipping is is the biggest thing that I can't stand about them. Right. Because my mother was disfellowshipped right. like three times or something like mm-hmm. that. And the yeah. reason being mm-hmm. bananas, right. but yeah, yeah. And I don't like you want to have to share her business, but she was disfellowshipped, and her being disfellowshipped, they expected you to just go along with that and be okay with it. And that's your mother. Mm-hmm. So you're watching your mother be shunned in front of all these people, mm-hmm. ashamed to be around them, ashamed of herself probably, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they expect you to still follow their doctrine and yeah. be a part of that. So, and that's crazy. Yeah, so uh, real quick on that, we can talk about it because, I mean, it's my business just as much as hers. That's true. And the reason she got disfellowshipped is bananas. Yes. Because uh, I don't know the exact details, but I'm sure it's because, oh, it's because whatever. Mm-hmm. Basically, the first time that I remember she was disfellowshipped was when she decided to marry, um, I think it was right before she married my little sister's um, father, mm-hmm. because they were they were obviously fornicating. Because they weren't so, married. Yeah. So that, I think that was the first reason. The second reason was after they got a divorce, my mother started with my, um, got together with my, my new stepdad. Um, I, I, I think because they were fornicating too, but again, she's, they still got married. I mean, right. not saying it's okay to fornicate before marriage if that's going to be your husband. Not, that's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying that was one of the reasons why nobody could talk to my mother. My grandparents technically were not allowed to talk to my mother. I could talk to my mother because I'm a kid and I need to talk to my mother. Right. My uncle, who's an elder in the congregation, who's like up here could not talk to my mother. That man would come and pick me up every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday to take me to the Kingdom Hall still. So I had to go to a place where nobody could mess with my mom. Nobody could talk to my mother. Mm -hmm. I also didn't have a father. So I'm in a place where it's majorly white. Mm -hmm. Everybody has moms and dads. I'm looking at scriptures or not scriptures. I'm looking at their their documents because they they have their own publications that they make in these places. They have these big places called Bethel. There's like three of them in the country um, where a bunch of like chosen Jehovah Witnesses apply to go. They get to live for free, but they basically, it's slave labor. Yeah. And they, all day long, they make Bibles and stuff and they press shirts and just, oh, Jehovah. <laughs> like it's like, it's like Mecca for Jehovah yeah. Witnesses. It's bananas yeah. if you guys mm-hmm. seen it. And we take trips there, like pilgrimages that we used to take trips there to see like, oh, this is great. Don't you want to end up here? No, I don't. A bunch yeah. of young young beautiful minds being wasted to print out just satanic publications because Mm -hmm. again adding and taking away from the word what is this watchtower right what is this Mm -hmm. y'all study this every sunday like it's the bible it's not the bible yeah the stuff that's in it is based on the bible it references the but Bible. Nah, yeah. this ain't it because we talking about that hundred and forty four thousand mm-hmm. in here. We talking about some oh, they don't teach you spiritual warfare. That's another thing. They don't believe in none of that. If you try to tell somebody that's a Jehovah Witness, 
that you need to pray over that person or that person needs deliverance. They'll think you're a witch. They'll think it's voodoo. They think, oh, that's hoobla. But mm-hmm. they believe in the Holy Spirit. Right. They believe in the Holy Spirit. They believe that there's a heaven, but they do not believe that there's a hell. They don't believe nobody goes to hell. They don't believe in miracles. They, they don't believe, believe that there are modern day miracles. No modern day miracles. Jehovah don't do nothing for them. They mm-hmm. barely ask him for anything. Yeah. I, I was never taught growing up to ask Jehovah for things. Right. I was only taught that. And this is the exact words from my grandmother. These are the type of things that they say. And this is why I know my grandmother needs deliverance. I was taught that when I die at if I when I die at Armageddon because I'm going to die because I'm a sinner, that crows are going to eat my eyeballs. That's what they no, like. You laugh, but Sick. they tell they tell kids this. Yeah. That's just one person. That's just my grandmother. Obviously, not every person would tell a child that. Yeah. But that is the type of extreme that the Jehovah Witnesses will go to to make you fear your God. Yes. And that is what they want you to do. They want you to be in complete fear mm-hmm. of that of, of their God, right. which is Satan. So let's talk about, <laughs> you know, in the word it says we have to, we confess our sins to each other, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about how the whole Jehovah's Witnesses are supposed to confess their sins. Like let's say there's a, a young girl that they find out was fornicating and now they find out about it. What is she to do? So she's supposed to, well, if they find out about it, there's mm-hmm. no confessing about it. Mm-hmm. They already found out mm-hmm. and they love to find out. Yeah. Um, what you're supposed to do if you're struggling or anything, just like, you know, I guess any other church is you're supposed to go to the elders and bring things up to them and talk about it and stuff so they can pray and do all of that stuff. But I mean, of course, people are not really going to be quick to do that right. because there's that ax that may cut your head off mm-hmm. if you decide to do that, especially if they feel like you're not sorry, mm-hmm. which the Holy Spirit will tell them. And they're the arbitrators of Jesus. They have no Holy Spirit. Yeah, there ain't no Holy Spirit in that place. Not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do do something, and, and I have experiences, and I'll get to it. But um, mm-hmm. when you do do something, you sit down with two elders. It'll be men. Even if you're a woman, it'll be two grown men. They will sit down with you, and they will ask you the most deepest, darkest, disgusting details about your fornication. About what you did. And this is not something that, like, when, when you see other Jehovah Witnesses that have left the truth, left the truth i'm talking like one of them that have mm-hmm. left the um the organization they um they they that's the first thing they talk about is the crazy questions that they would ask you because these men are and full disclaimer you about to get a little crazy these men are are sex deprived mm-hmm. these men are are deplorable mm-hmm. these men are these are regular men but these are regular men that have a certain amount of power and trust in an organization that you don't really see in mm-hmm. in other in other churches you don't yeah. see this level of power it's disgusting you, you, and they paint it as a as a loving thing and they paint it as a normal thing and it's not it's sick and it's twisted mm-hmm. and why you know it's twisted is because everybody aspires to get to that level of power and yeah. it's like it, like you can hear the murmurs amongst people like oh brother so and so is doing that brother so and so just mm-hmm. them, I'm trying to get them. like it's it's sick yeah. it's a sick environment Let's say, let's say, um, let me speak on my example. When I was, how old was I, 16? Mm-hmm. When I was 16, I got in trouble because I got caught fornicating with somebody in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I got caught. Um, a couple of days later, uh, my mother, I don't know who told the elders. I don't even think it was my mother. It was probably my grandparents. See, I'm, I'm 16. I fornicate with a girl in school. You know, we, we, we did stuff, whatever. That's what you would probably think it would end at. A normal conversation with somebody who is a loving elder, <clears throat> In the church, mm-hmm. it would end there because you already know what the sin is. We fornicated. Okay, cool. Um, my mother allowed the people to come into the home because just like how her father allowed those two men to come into the home and sit down with them and, and have the conversation. That's what that's what happened. So they sit down with you and, and they're at, they ask me, okay, Donnie, you know, what happened? So I tell them, oh, well, you know, I've met up with this girl and we, we X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. and we got caught. Okay, okay. Did you engage in oral sex, Donnie? wild okay and you're 16 16 okay um yada 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 okay 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 um how did it start did it start with kissing <laughs> yo like i'm yo, it's giving they want i like, can't make it up like, they're living vicariously you, through y'all have you ever done anal Danya? like i'm not making this up it sounds bananas these are 50 60 year old men sitting down with a 16 year old boy asking him the the gross details of his of his sexual encounter mm-hmm. with another minor like I, my mother didn't ask me these questions right 
What do you need to? Because you just you know. It's like that? you don't need to know. You know that you did something you weren't supposed to do. That's it. It's bananas. Yeah. And and you can ask anybody that has ever had to sit there and explain it. They ask those questions. Mm-hmm. And another thing that's crazy about the elders is they have a book of how to be an elder, not the Bible. Forget that. I guess mm-hmm. they, they have a book. It's the elder book. I don't know what they call it. The elder book. The, mm-hmm. It's made out of elder wood. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they have a they have a book that teaches them how to be an elder. And I'm sure in there it goes into detail. Like, oh, when you have somebody that asked them this, asked them this, because it's so uniform how every person that has to sit there has to answer those disgusting questions because mm-hmm. there's no reason for it. It's yeah. sick. Definitely a it's cult. Sick. Yeah, it's, it's a cult. Mm-hmm. It's a cult. I hate to say it. Yeah, that I is so crazy. It's cult. Feels good to say it on Yeah, camera. and it's like... One thing I always told Donnie was the reason why he was never able to like fully get into it is because he had a calling on his life. God wouldn't allow you like, what are the odds that at four years old, when you can barely remember anything, you just know, like, I'm not supposed to be in this. Mm -hmm. And there's so many kids that have been uh, brought into it unwillingly. Let me me touch on that. So Mm -hmm. growing up as a Jehovah Witness, and it's no coincidence that I fell into sales because Growing up as a Jehovah Witness, mm-hmm. they teach you sales tactics. How do they teach you it? It sounds like this. On Thursday nights, they have a meeting called the ministry. It's called the ministry school. That mm-hmm. that meeting is all about how to evangelize, how to get other Jehovah Witnesses, how to knock on doors, because that's what we do. You know, mm-hmm. we no. knock on doors and, <laughs> we and we try to get people. Mm-hmm. You don't know that in that car that's in the driveway, you see the two Jehovah Witnesses in front of your door, but you don't see there's a young Donnie sitting in the back seat with his uncle next to him and he's holding those tracks, which are like little pamphlets. Mm-hmm. And he's coaching me in regards to, Hey Donnie, what do you, what do you see in that yard? And I'm sitting there, a swing set. Like, okay. So if you see a swing set, what does that mean? They probably have children again, five years old, six years old, seven year olds. They probably have children. Okay. So which track do you think you should give them Donnie? Why family life matters and Jehovah God will save your family. Good. So go up to there and knock, Donnie. It's your turn. Hi, sir. I'm here to preach the good news. Do you love your family? You're all going to die at Armageddon. Here's your <laughs> And you guys don't even fully comprehend. It's literally it's like sick. everything is based off of I'm doing this because they're telling me to do it. But I don't know anything about this. I don't really know who Jehovah is. I don't understand there is religion. no relationship None. with God mm-hmm. at all. It is strictly, they, they will coach it. You, you, you would think you would have a child mm-hmm. raise their hand and speak from the heart. You would think, right? You, will, if you're my kid, mm-hmm. and we already know that they, that the, 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 you know when you're reading the Watchtower at the end of each like passage, they read in the Watchtower. There's like some questions that they ask, and then there's two brothers on one side. The one 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 guy's holding a microphone. The other one's on the other aisle of the place holding a microphone. And then you raise your hand, and then they walk over to you like, oh, brother, brother John. They pass the microphone down. Uh, well, I think in Jeremiah, it's an excellent point because this, then the third. Huh? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that's an excellent point. Um, anyone else? Oh, um, oh, young sister Zaysha. Imagine my wife is only like six years old at the time. I have already sat in here while this brother has given his his little comment on the answer. Mm-hmm. I'm already like, you're gonna raise your hand. You're gonna raise your hand and you're gonna say you love Jehovah God. Okay. Go ahead, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, young sister, young sister Zaysha. They bring the microphone over to her. I love Jehovah God. And you don't even know what they don't even know what they're saying. They have no idea. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, that same young Zaysha, she's nine years old. They have conventions where they go and they for hours, like three days out of a weekend, they for hours are sitting there from like nine AM to like four or five PM, whatever, or three PM, whatever. They um of course they have baptisms. Still, and uh, that's another thing about disfellowshipping. You cannot get disfellowshipped if you're not baptized, because once you get baptized, you are accepting their rules. I'm not mm. even going to say it's a covenant between you and God, because whatever they're doing in that water it is not definitely ain't God in it, that. You, you yeah. literally, when you get in that water as a Jehovah Witness, you're giving Satan permission because you're accepting all of that stuff. You're accepting all of that doctrine, and you're giving Satan permission to touch you. Yeah, that's what you're doing, mm-hmm. and that's why he can never touch me respectfully. Yeah. I, I don't mean to come baptized. across as spiritual pride, but. Mm-hmm. Out of my family, I'm the only one. Yeah. You understand? There was my mother, her brother, her other brother, her sister, my grandma, my grandfather, me. Mm-hmm. Did not get baptized. Yeah. Out of all my friends, everybody I know mm-hmm. got in that water. Yeah. A lot of people I know who got in that water got this fellowship. Mm-hmm. My aunt got this fellowship. 
my uncle got this fellowship. One uncle went on to go to Bethel and be a circuit overseer and got to live this amazing life, whatever, in their eyes. Like, mm-hmm. I'll get to that in a second. But yeah. you get in that water, you give Satan permission to touch you. Mm-hmm. You go into a covenant with the devil. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird. It sounds crazy. But that's what I have figured out what that is yeah. because it's not the same baptism. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so at that convention, there's things that like, you know, you can get baptized at any age so long as you understand the ramifications. So that nine-year-old Zaysha will choose to get baptized because all her friends are doing it and her family have already coached her into the right things to say because there's like a hundred questions or something. I forgot the number. I've never done it. But there's certain questions that you have to answer and you have to know the answer of them before you get baptized. You ever heard of that? You ever heard of that? I didn't even get to that part. To get baptized, there are a list of questions that you have to know the answer to. Some of them are doctrine. Some of them are scriptural questions, but you have to know the answer and the answer has to be right. And if you get every question right, you can get baptized. So they got to test you so first you study before you get baptized. You study. They literally, I, don't, I never heard of anybody studying before they got in the Jordan. Yeah. Mm-mm. Never heard of that. I no. just heard somebody getting baptized because they love God and they want yeah. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I never heard of someone sitting down and studying a certain list of pre-written questions that you have to know the answer to to be claimed as one of Jehovah's Witnesses and get baptized. Bananas. But I digress. That nine-year-old Zaysha will stand up on stage and people will give their testimonies and their testimonies are the dumbest things I have Mm -hmm. ever heard in my life. For example, I'll be standing there up on stage. It'll be a grown man, grown woman, young kid or a grown man, grown man, young woman, young kid, right? So I'm standing there giving my testimony. This is what their testimonies sound like. Oh, well, Bob, um, when I was uh, about three years ago, I knocked on the door, Jonathan's door. Jonathan's standing next to him on stage, of course, because he's getting baptized Mm -hmm. today. We don't know that yet. Jonathan's door. I knocked on the door and I met him and I knew right then and there, Jehovah God wanted this person. (laughs) So I showed him him. (laughs) and we talked and Two years later, after studying with this person and coming back to his house, him and his whole family have been coming to the meetings for two years. Isn't that great, brothers and sisters? Oh, my God. So, like, (laughs) talk about what happens, like, to the people that finally do come out of it and they start to realize, like, hmm, wait a minute. Yeah, tying it back into the actual spiritual stuff, the stuff that's important because I can bastard Mm -hmm. witnesses all day. The stuff that is important is, and this is how Satan works. And, again, take everything I say with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm just a person. Um. Satan wants you as far away from God as possible, right? right? Mm -hmm. There's two ways he wins with the Jehovah Witnesses. The first one is with my uncle by the same thing with Cain and Abel, Mm -hmm. two brothers. Satan comes right in between them Mm -hmm. because of of jealousy, whatever Cain was feeling, jealousy, that hatred, all of that turns into murder. Now he's as far away from God as he could be, right? Um, same thing with, with my two uncles. One of them gets disfellowship because he falls, you know, and, and starts to do stuff with, with girls of the world, whatever. He gets disfellowship. So, you know, he's the ostracized son. Then you have that, uh, my other the uncle. The prodigal sorry, son. That, yeah, he's the prodigal. Mm-hmm. Then then you have the other son who's the, the one that doesn't make the mistakes. The one that, oh, okay, yeah, he got caught. Yeah, I'm not going to tell him about my stuff. I'm just going to, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. That one ends up going off and being an elder, well, first a ministerial servant, then an elder, then he goes off to Bethel, then he goes off to be a circuit overseer where he's serving where the need is great in Buffalo. Again, now these brothers are at, are at odds mm-hmm. because this one is is looked at as being perfect. This one's looked at as being the devil. Mm-hmm. So he wins with this brother because again, he doesn't have the real God, mm-hmm. but he'll never take off those, what you call it, the rose, those rose, those colored, rose glasses. colored glasses because he thinks he has the true God and mm-hmm. he's He's being praised for what he's doing. Mind you, he just stopped doing all of that ministerial work. He just stopped doing all of that. And he finally came back home to like, you know, live back in his hometown and everything. They ain't give him no pension. They ain't give him no car. They ain't give him no house. He's Mm -hmm. back living with. Now, I'm not knocking anybody because, again, success looks different for everybody. But you would think if you were being that evangelical, if you would think if you were saving that many lives. Serving God God that well. right? God would bless you Mm -hmm. at least. Yeah. with a roof over your head. Yeah. Now, granted, you could say that him living with his in-laws is a blessing. I don't see it that way. Right. And I don't see it how you can get on stage and lead lead other men who have households, who have families, who have kids. He doesn't. Right. You're living underneath another man still, mm-hmm. as like a 40-year-old man. Mm-hmm. And you don't have kids, but you're telling other men 
who are men, who have their own roofs, who have their own children, how to raise them and mm -hmm. how to act in, in their homes. Yeah. Granted, you're, you're telling them this from the Bible, but anyway, I digress. And then you have my other uncle who, of course, leaves, knows that it's a cult because yeah. he's been disfellowshipped enough to know that this can't be God. Right. But now has a disdain. And I mean, when I say disdain, same same way with um, with my aunt when I talk to her sometimes. There is, in the same way I was, it's a, it's a hatred for anything related to God because mm -hmm. what they did to you is so disgusting that you can never accept God because right. how could, no, I can't accept that. He, he not even, not only can I not accept that he's real, but even if he is, I hate him. Right. That's how because deep of religion. it goes. Religion. Because of religion. That's yeah. how deep it goes. Even if God is real, which I don't think he is, I hate him because how can a God do this? Mm. And Satan wins on two fronts. Yes, every Easily. single time. Yeah. And so when I was on Instagram, um, there was I was looking at what's her name, Leah Ramini. She was a Scientologist. She's like fifty years old now, and she finally came out and was like, "Look, it's a cult. It's BS. Don't believe in it." But she was just saying how once she was able to leave Scientology, she's in college now because one thing the Jehovah's Witnesses also don't want you to do is to go off to college, right? Like it's not a necessity to go to college. So I'm looking at all of her comments and I happen to see all these people talking about the Jehovah's Witnesses and how now that they're out of it, they were able to live their lives in a way they've never been able to, where now they can go to college. 40 years old, imagine being just excited to be able to go to college and get a degree. And how they spin it, how they mm -hmm. spin it is again, that that association spoils useful uh -huh. habits. They're like, okay, you wanna go to college? Okay, yeah. okay. You could tell them you wanna be a doctor. Mm -hmm. They don't care. Right. They don't want you to be successful. Mm -hmm. They want you to give your prime years the years where you're the most useful mm -hmm. to their cause, yes. not to God, mm -hmm. to their cause. Yeah. It's disgusting. All because their faith, and, and that's another justification for disfellowshipping, because they can't have one person, um, again, one person mm -hmm. spoiling everybody else, yeah. right? And they use examples like, well, if you have an apartment complex and you have one tenant who's just destroying things, what do you do, Donnie? Well, you evict them, obviously. Right. Oh, well, if you have a business, Donnie, and you have one employee who keeps showing up late and doing anything and influencing all the other employees, what mm -hmm. do you do? Well, you obviously fire him. Again, these are worldly examples. World, God's not worldly. worldly. Right. God is not of this world. Right. And I don't think he would do that. Right. I, again, I think you said something like he'll sacrifice the yeah, God will leave the 99 he'll, for he'll the one. He'll leave the 99 for the one. For that specific reason. They God do. wants the 99 to help the one. He yeah. wants the 99 to pray over yeah. the one and cover the one. And... They they are the mm -hmm. exact opposite to where their faith is so little mm -hmm. in their God that this one person living this type of life, who again, wasn't telling and trying to convince anybody to do anything. If mm -hmm. anything, he just needs more fellowship. Yeah. If anything, he needs more love from his brothers. So like, right. hey, you don't need the world. Come Come, come here. to us. Yeah, come with... you need us. Nah, not that. That one person is going to be enough to wake up all of these people. Mm -hmm. And we cannot have these people getting woken up. So just yeah. in case you want to tell people that the world is great or mm -hmm. just in case you want to bring them over, yeah, we just going to tell everybody that you're an apostate yeah. and to not even look at you. Yeah. And the only way to get back into their good graces is to still go. You mm -hmm. still have to go to the Kingdom Hall. You have to sit in the back room where there's glass in between you and everybody else. You sit in this back room. It's like the B room or whatever. You sit in this back room where you're just, you know, there's a speaker coming down, but you can't really hear nothing. You're sitting in that room. You're probably alone or with somebody who has a baby and, and you have to go. And then as soon as the meeting ends, you're not supposed to associate with anybody. You got to leave and you have to keep going and keep going and show them that you're humble. Show them that you're ready to accept it or whatever. And then when you are ready to go back, you can't just go. You have to write them a letter. Does that sound like God to y'all? <laughs> You got to write, write me God, a letter and got, got a four page essay as to mm -hmm. how, why you're sorry. And if they read it and they feel like you are, then you could be reinstated. Oh, and they also announce it and, and your whole family will be crying. It's the most, the most yeah. scarring thing. Cause but again, you know, my mother did it. You know how it's spiritual because the brainwashing, right? Because like you mentioned about your uncle, your uncle doesn't even believe in the Jehovah's witness and what they stand for, but it's like, I'm going to choose the lesser of the two evils. Right. So yeah. I already know that this is crappy and I know this, but I'm not going to make you make me believe that this is better. Yeah. So it's like the fact that he even feels like he has to not even defend them, but yeah. like speak up for them and try to like justify it and make sense of it just goes to show how spiritual that yeah, is. Because what the devil does is he's brainwashing you. Not only that, but he's stripping you of your identity. You have no knowledge of who you are, no knowledge of who you could be, because here's all these people telling you, this is where you're supposed to be serving me. And it's not God. They think it's God, mm -hmm. but they're serving the devil and they are accomplishing everything 
that they want the devil to do. Every kingdom mm -hmm. hall, every convention, all those people are sitting there in bondage. Yeah, and they have no idea. And another thing about the witnesses, and again, I'm not speaking for every single person because there are people in the in the kingdom hall that I wish would open their eyes. There's people mm -hmm. in the kingdom hall that I wish I could be friends with again yeah. because there's people that I love there. There's people that I still love that are there. Mm -hmm. And there's people that are still themselves. Like my grandfather, for example, even though he's in bondage and he yes. really believes the stuff that, that he preaches, uh -huh. my grandfather is one of the few people that can get on that stage and he's still himself when he speaks. Mm -hmm. But everybody else, when you walk in there, hi, how are you, Brother John? Sis oh, Sister Hudson, how mm -hmm. are you, Sister Hudson? Ah, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Who talks like that? Yeah. Like I think it's lose, a hard thing too. They lose all their personality when they walk through those doors because yeah. they're so aware. And I think that's what messes me up while I get so anxious around because I'm just I feel like all eyes are on me at all times. And that's what you that's what you grow up thinking as a Jehovah Witness, that at any point in time someone's gonna realize that you don't believe. Someone's gonna realize that you don't belong. Someone's gonna someone's gonna judge you for something. Something. And it's it's just bananas. Yeah. Sick. the whole the whole organization like with you telling me what it was because it's so funny like we joke around about the jehovah's witnesses like oh they be coming to your door da, da, da. But when you really think like when you hear from someone that was a part of it and what it's really like, like it, it is funny it's disgusting it's not like, funny yeah, about it yeah it's it's really deep and it's dark and it's genuinely mm -hmm. a cult and someone like me i'm like we need it needs to be disbanded but because they put a religion this is my religion yeah. it's okay and now all these people are lost and being led astray yeah. and that's scary even children yeah even children don't even know that they're in covenant with the devil like you said because that's literally what it is yeah. they don't believe in the trinity yeah. They, so yeah, it's they like don't believe in the trinity right. they believe that jesus christ the holy spirit and god are all three separate entities acting of their own accord they also don't believe um again everybody who doesn't go to heaven if you're not one of the 144,000, we're gonna get why that number is bananas too um if you're not part of the 144,000, you will be resurrected on the paradise earth and anybody who died before Armageddon gets that chance to be resurrected and gets to live on the paradise earth for a thousand years before judgment happens again. I don't know if y'all know this, but um, Hitler died before Armageddon. <laughs> Saddam Hussein died before Armageddon. Yes. Osama bin Laden uh -huh. died before. Uh, a lot of murderers. A lot of, yeah. A whole bunch of people just, mm -hmm. oh, to get a second chance. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Even if they got preached the gospel and they did not denied it, yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cool. Because I don't mind sharing a, a bungalow with Hitler for a thousand yeah, years to crazy, see if he changed right? his mind on the oh, Jews. It is so yeah, dark. No and I'm I'm glad that you're talking about it and being open about it because there's so many people. And one thing that I hope is that, like you said, it does come across maybe someone who's in the organization against their will, but they kind of have questions. And like hearing from somebody that was in it is way different than hearing just from someone who like hears about the Jehovah's Witnesses because yeah. you experienced it. And you know how dark it is. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I told Donnie was um, a lot of people, when they come out of the Jehovah's Witness and they're living their lives, they don't come to know God. It's mm -hmm. very rare, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. that we see a transformation like yours where you were a part of it and then you come out of that, you realize this ain't the truth, but yeah. you still don't like God and now you've given your life to God. Mm -hmm. That is a big transformation. That's what needs to happen to all of them know and the truth right it's crazy because you see first of all their retention rates are trash yeah and another thing is that you know when when they go and they, they praise and they worship there's nothing genuine about their worship the music that they play are on cassette tapes mm -hmm. cassette tapes <laughs> cassette tapes that are recorded in bethel mm -hmm. by their instrumentalists their mm -hmm. their people that play the music whatever and they send it to all the kingdom halls and they mm -hmm. have these books, which is yeah. the song, the song books. Like it's just all, Oof, there's, there's no so soul. There's nobody yeah. leading that worship. There's nobody that's, there's no kids. There's no that, music that like love to tambourines. Sing. No Nobody's nothing. getting cultivated. Like, oh, mm -hmm. you love to sing. Can you lead us in worship and sing with us? Like nothing. There's yeah. no kids camps that, oh yeah, we like to do this for the kids during the summer. Da, da. Nope. It's all Bible beating torture as a mm -hmm. child. And that. And those kids, it's the same thing. It's the joke about the pastor's daughter. Oh, everybody know the pastor's daughter, a freak. That, it's-, it's I never heard that. No, but like, it, it's it's almost like uh, the girls that go to an all-girl Catholic school. Like, those are the girls that are most likely to wild out and stuff. Like, the, mm, okay. these are stereotypes that are based on a majority. Why? Because the kids that grow up as a Jehovah Witness and you get Bible beat and everything, when they cross that line- oh, yeah. And they get a taste of what freedom is yes. like- Yes, oh, They yeah. go Rebellion. bananas- but I it's, think that's what it was like rebellious. for you too, That's though. exactly what it was that's for me. Was, Once mm -hmm. I got a taste of, oh, I don't have to listen to y'all. Once mm -hmm. I got a taste of, oh, this is what the world has to offer for me. Oh, you trying to keep me from all of this? 
you go bananas right. because you didn't have the freedom to even not even I don't even want to say experience things for yourself. You you almost didn't even have the freedom to talk about those things. And, right. and I, another thing that's really sick about the Jehovah Witnesses is they are very open about talking about sexual things with children, mm-hmm. not in a way where the kid is sitting there and they already done something sexual. I mean, from a very young, yeah, I think at the age of five, I knew where babies came from. That's wrong. Yeah. I don't care what you, I don't, if you're a parent sitting here, do not tell your children where babies come from at yeah, age five. Yeah, not the truth. You don't do that. Yeah. That, you don't need to know that. You take away their innocence. Yeah, and that opens very, the door. And then when you're sitting early. there in church, Yo, these the Hovah witnesses will talk about fornication and all these things way too much. To mm-hmm. as a kid, you're gonna have questions about the stuff that you sit in here reading, and right. they will answer it. Oof. It's bananas. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, I'm a kid. I know about all this stuff, and you're not supposed to act on it. Right. And as so, a kid, you're curious. Yeah, you want to try it's, it. It's bananas. Yeah. It is absolutely bananas. They open so many doors for you. Like as a child, everything they, and like the person that opened the door for you, it's like you weren't expecting them to do that. Right. Yeah. But it's like, they think they're, nothing's wrong with it. They're just yeah. thinking, I'm going to give you the truth because why not? But you take that and you run with it. Yeah. Now all these yeah. doors open for you. Yeah, and I'm now as an old. adult, you're trying to work those things I'm out. I'm five now. years old. I'm the kid in kindergarten telling other kids where babies come from. For right. real. I'm yeah. like, oh, do y'all know? Do y'all know? There was this other girl who was who's gonna gonna tell on me that day, and was like, if you tell one more person, da da da. And like, I'm just like, I mean, I'm just doing my due diligence. Right. I'm just trying to let like y'all you're just, know. Yeah, like, I'm letting you know because look what I found out. Yeah, they lying to us. Yeah, and and, 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 it's, and one thing you should talk about too is how like you blamed yourself. Like growing up, you blamed yourself for being the way that you were and what you did and what you learned. But somebody else opened that door for you. Yeah. You had no mm-hmm. choice in that. You had no choice to decide. No, I don't want to hear this. Yeah. They forcefully opened that door for you. Yeah, and it took a while. It took a while to accept the fact that I was innocent as a child. So yes. There was times where I'm, I'm introducing other kids to this this sexual world that I was aware of mm-hmm. because of the veil that's been lifted on my eyes. Oh yeah. And then growing up, I used to think that I'm, there's something wrong with me. Like yeah. I'm sick. Like how could I? How could I teach? Not talking about something. Like I went to like younger kids. Like I'm talking kids my age. I'm, right. Just I'm talking bringing like, them into hey, my world. Like yo, yeah. let me tell you this. Like da da da. Like oh oh, have you have you done this? Da da da. Like oh, if you do this, da da da. Like things that I shouldn't know. Things yeah. that I should have known, I'm influencing other kids negatively, but I don't know why it's right. negative. And then you start to look at yourself a certain way. Yeah, and again, it. it all goes back to the devil's plan the whole time. The devil used Charles to start all of this. And now look at all yeah. the souls that he's collecting. I think that's his name, too. I could, whatever I his name is. Whatever his name Huge is. He was used. By yeah. For somebody who's getting resurrected, I don't know why he needs a tombstone that big. big. Well, okay, yeah. He's probably not getting resurrected because he's probably part of the 100. 44,000. Real quick, that number. (laughs) That number is in the Bible a couple times, and I came across it the other day. I was reading one of the books he wrote. It was 1 Kings. I was reading 1 Kings, and I was reading about Solomon, and it was about how many animals he sacrificed to to God, and it was like like 122,000 sheep and like 22,000 oxen or something like that. I could be wrong. Again, I'm just going off of the dome. But um, that number equaled 144,000. I was like, huh. Like, I forgot where the Jehovah Witnesses got that number from, but apparently it's in the Bible a couple different times, a couple mm-hmm. different ways. But I yeah. think they got it from, like, the, the 12 tribes of Abraham or something like that, and they multiply things. There's no rule against trying to figure things out. There's no rule against, because my uncle was also like, well, Donnie, don't you think that number could be prophetic if you're seeing it in the Bible a couple times? I'm like, yeah, it could be. But, but that doesn't mean it's that, that meaning. It doesn't mean that that's what that to means. To pass your conclusion that you uh-huh. came to off as fact, mm-hmm. that is adding yeah. to the Bible mm-hmm. because it's not a fact. It's speculation. That's what you think. Mm-hmm. I pray for discernment and wisdom, and I don't think that's right. Particularly, yeah. I don't think only 144,000 people go to heaven. Mm-hmm. If I say that in a Jehovah Witness um, church, if I say that in the Kingdom Hall, I'm an apostate. That's a sin. Yeah. That's a they don't sin. even allow you guys to have your own revelations. And that's what it is yeah. because they know that if you – if everyone cultivated their relationship with God, they would absolutely see mm-hmm. that that is not the truth, that everything yeah. that they've taught them is false, false doctrine, all of it. They just screwed them up. And just let y'all know how bananas that number is because I never even thought to do it before. That number is out of anybody who's ever lived. Mm-hmm. That number who's out of anybody who's ever lived is 171 billion people, people. roughly. <laughs> 144,000 people mm-hmm. out of 171 billion. Let me tell you how much of, of narcissists these people are, how mm-hmm. narcissistic these people are. If you take 171 billion 
and you you take the percentage of 144,000 from 171 billion, your chances of going to heaven are, I don't know how many zeros it was off the top of my head, but I'm right. pretty sure it was point zero 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 eight percent But based off of those numbers, off of the point zero 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 whatever, 8%, how on earth at any one time there are nine of them mm-hmm. living at the same exact time mm-hmm. that just so happen to be running the organization yeah. and mm-hmm. in charge of all the money? Yeah. Based off of those odds, you will never meet somebody that goes to heaven. Mm-hmm. Based off of those odds, they're probably all dead already. Yeah. Based off of those odds, even if one person is alive that is of the 144,000, he mm-hmm. probably isn't even in America because we don't even have the highest population. So we don't even have the highest chance of him being there. Again, this is the wisdom that God has given me one day yeah. when I decided to just, yo, wait a minute. This number is out of anybody who ever lived. What's the chances? Mm-hmm. The chances are not even slim to numb. It's impossible. <laughs> yes. Those are the chances. But for some reason, there's nine of them right now currently running the organization. Right. And when those nine people die, somehow there'll be nine more still. I don't, I don't understand. And, and because you have, because you're not a part of that, you have a relationship with God where you were able to get the wisdom to know the truth. Yeah. It's Nobody would ever think to take that number and do a little bit of math. No, I don't think anybody's ever did. Right. I don't no think. One. Not, again, I'm not, I'm you not never trying know, to be right? a narcissist. Somebody right. probably came to that probably, conclusion yeah, too. Yeah, but no one said nothing But about nobody it. I know who is mm-hmm. a Jehovah Witness currently believing even mm-hmm. thought to question that number to the point, yo, let me actually see what are the chances of somebody being of the 144,000. Right. Yeah. That is so Bananas. crazy. Like just sharing it. Like I'm just... Uh, when, because obviously he's told me all these things before. So this is me like hearing it again, but like hearing it, I was genuinely like, I couldn't wrap my mind around it because I can't understand how it can still be a thing. I can't understand the type of person that you would have to be worldly viewed to be dragged into this and believe it. But if you're starting from kids and this is all, you know, growing up, this is the only truth that you know. And it's like, why would I leave this truth when my parents brought me here? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's what yeah. makes it so hard. Right, because, because you're kids, you're, you, you're literally born into it and like you can't come out of it and because they shame you. They make you feel like if I come out of this, my life will be hell. I won't succeed. They make you think that your success is wrapped up in serving these idols, not even serving God, serving these elders, serving these idols. That's what it is. And I'm, I'm going to say it's the, it's the same thing that happens to people that grow up in Catholicism. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's not as extreme as the yeah. Jehovah Witnesses sometimes because even the Jehovah Witnesses aren't as extreme as the Amish. Right. Yeah. Because the Amish people, again, rumspring, oh yeah, go off for a year, have fun. Do you want to live in the world? Do you want to be Amish? Yeah, I kind of want to live in the world. Nobody will ever speak to you again. That's yeah. bananas. Mm-hmm. But again, that's what they would. So again, the Jehovah Witnesses, they aren't the worst ones. But they up there. But they up there. Yeah. It's a cult. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. And in my in my experience, there's no difference between what they do, mm-hmm. what the Jewish faith does, what Catholicism does, what what any major religion, religion does. Religion, period. And it's, and That's it's the because problem. it's because it's that doctrine. Once yes. you once you and I'm just speaking from from the flesh. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm not speaking like I know everything for sure, but from what I see. I feel like what religion does is divides us. And a perfect example is I'm trying to tell my uncle on the phone just two, three days, two, two three nights ago, I was mm-hmm. on fire. And I just felt like, <laughs> I just felt like telling him all the stuff that mm-hmm. I, that I learned and all the stuff I feel. I accidentally told him that I was looking for a church, a new church. And I was telling him that I was looking specifically for like a non-denominational church, but I was looking for somewhere where I can serve because I just felt like I just need to serve. I need to give more of my time to God. I need to just do something out of church. So I was looking he took that and ran with it. And he's just like, well, so what in that church are, are you learning that? Or, or, or how, how do they, da-da-da? well, do you think Jesus died on the cross? Do you think Jesus died on the cross? Because technically the cross wasn't even invented until da-da-da. And I'm like, Dana, Dana, you don't even see, you're missing the point. Forget about church. Forget about any of that relationship with God, bro. Read the Bible, pray for discernment and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Satan wants us to argue whether Jesus died on a stake mm-hmm. or Jesus died on a cross. Yeah. He died for our sins. Satan will want you to focus on the specifics. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. Again, I'm not saying anything I'm saying is fact. I'm pretty sure in the Bible, Jesus was sitting with the Pharisees debating scriptures with them Mm -hmm. because they were trying to do the same thing. And he's like, "Um, yeah, I think it was something about the showbread. Like, well, such and such ate 
ate the was it daniel i forgot who it was such and such ate the and i hate quoting the bible when i don't know exactly okay. where it is just but such and such ate ate the showbread when mm-hmm. he's not supposed to you're not supposed to eat the showbread and he's like hey um our father is loving mm-hmm. this person was starving mm-hmm. if the bread was available eat, eat it. the bread mm-hmm. it's not you know it's not mm-hmm. it's not cut and dry like that god is not this evil strict person where if you disobey this rule is over for you. He's going to cut off your head, but that is what religion will want you to believe. Yeah. And he want, they, they, he wants to divide us and debate over, over the scripture instead of having the scripture make us all come together and mm-hmm. talk about how it helps us and everything. He wants us to take the book and debate what's in it to try to figure right. out who's right. Yeah. It's just a, a whole bunch of pride. Religion just stupid. leads you to the law, right? Because back then it was always about the law and this is what it's supposed to be. But when you, Think about like the fruits of the spirit, right? There is no law when it comes to the fruits of the spirit. So it makes sense why these religious people do not have the fruits of the spirit. And that's the one thing that they would need so that everyone could come together. Everybody walking in the world right now had the fruits of the spirit and they were operating in that and they had a relationship with God. The world would be a much better place. Mm-hmm. Nobody has peace. Nobody has self-control. Nobody has Nobody's gentle. No, nobody has any of those things because religion is in place. Including us, I mean, we fall short. Of we're not, course, we're not yes. It's not saying it's going to be perfect, but right. we have the knowledge that it's accessible. Those people don't, so they're just reading this word, taking it for what it is, and think if I don't apply myself or this to my life, I'm going to hell. Yeah. But there is no, hey, I have the Holy Spirit. I can have the Holy Spirit within me. I can be operating, you know, with the fruits of the Spirit. They don't even know that they have access, and it's free, like it's and there. I, and, I, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm gonna say this too, and it's gonna piss some people off, mm-hmm. but um the the word of the gospel is not easily available to everyone mm-hmm. and i say that because i just learned that from this other trusted teacher on youtube mm-hmm. and i can f- from firsthand experience tell you that that is the case why because there's people out there that will not maybe they won't maybe at one point they will i hope mm-hmm. one, they will but there are people that will never even open their ears to the truth yeah. the actual truth mm-hmm. because they grow up in these religions and they yeah. are so indoctrinated mm-hmm. that they are terrified to even look not that they're making the conscious choice to deny listening to to the truth or hearing the actual truth of the gospel but they are terrified of mm-hmm. the ramifications in their world yep of what will happen of if what they... will happen if they mm-hmm. do there's jehovah witnesses that are struggling with their beliefs that are still they still will not pull up youtube and try to look for not even dare stories. look it up that's they will crazy dare not because they feel like if they do that that is satan trying to get them and it's like it, it's yeah. a slippery slope that's and that's so what religion bad. does living in fear and like living they really fear. think it'll end their lives mm-hmm. they will never know and i mean i say never i rebuke that they don't know freedom they don't know that freedom is there you can walk away and turn away and come to know the real god yo and he teaches they teach it it's, mm-hmm. it's in the bible we mm-hmm. have free will but Absolutely. not when you're a jehovah witness you are not to look at apostate material what happened to free will mm-hmm. what happened to faith the size of a mustard seed your faith must be smaller than a mustard seed if you think one YouTube video is just going to take you away from God. But you see why they don't have faith. In the word, oh, yeah. it says faith comes from hearing, right? Oh, yeah. They don't have no testimonies. They're not hearing the word. Bananas. They're, not, they're not hearing nothing else. They are literally in bondage. Bananas, it's yeah. a bad bondage. It's it's sad, but it's like, I know you say you have like, you just don't like them and I get it. And we understand that we also have to pray for these people because nobody else is covering them. Everybody in their that, families yeah. think they already good. I they got God. That. For the right. longest, for the longest, and this mm-hmm. is this. Let's turn this to inward for a second. Mm-hmm. For the longest, I I I reached out to my grandfather a couple a couple months ago, and I cursed him so bad <laughs> because yeah. my my mom and my uncle decided to randomly text him and be like, "Oh, we're so sorry for dire da." So I decided to stand up for my mother, and my uncle, and I told mm-hmm. him, "Yo, you're less of a man. You're mm-hmm. a piece of this. You're a piece of that." How dare you? You let two mm-hmm. strange men come into your house and da da da. I tried to kill him with my words that day. Mm-hmm. This is before I was delivered. Yeah. Um. I tried to kill him with my words that day because that's how angry I was for my uncle and my mother. Mm-hmm. But my uncle also told me, you know, that uh, you know, Donna, you're you're coming after a grown man. That's almost you're. It's almost abuse at this yeah. point. Dad, I said, you're right. So I called him on the phone. And I apologized. I said, Dada, I apologize for what I said. I shouldn't have said it how I said it. However. Da-da-da. However, mm-hmm. I meant every word. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. I meant every word. I love mm-hmm. you to death. I meant every word. Yeah. Your decisions, disgusting. Mm-hmm. I would never do that to my children. I would yeah. never allow two men to come into my home 
the only person above me is God. Mm -hmm. There's no way two men are coming into my home and disciplining my daughter in any way. Anyway, That's bananas. Right. Especially it goes when against the scripture. Mm -hmm. It's bananas. Yeah. Don't make no sense. Yeah, but you learn, okay, I have to show these people grace. And the way I showed it to him was kind of like you almost have to pity them because they don't know. They are so blind right now that they don't even know that they're blind. They don't know that they're in bondage because they think they're doing everything right. Even the family members that would shun him and make him feel like he was the devil, they are deeper in this than he could ever imagine. And so God called him to be able to forgive them, to show them grace so that you can deliver now. them. That's my goal. Now. My goal is to, is help to save. It is to, yeah, help help save mm -hmm. every single person in my family. My uncle is my boss battle. My other uncle is the one that's, the one that's, yeah, that's all the way up here. Deep He's my boss battle. Deep. If I could get him. Mm -hmm. easy peasy or right. god can get him easy right. peasy um another thing men just like how i listened to to my wife when she when she gave me that advice like you know you need to pray for these people you need to forgive them and you need to you need to move past this stuff yes a wife is supposed to to submit mm -hmm. to their husbands but as a husband you also need to heed your wife you need yeah. to hear her mm -hmm. you need to listen to her counsel because you didn't marry a dummy Right. Why would you have married a dummy? Listen to your wife. You mm -hmm. married her for a reason. Sometimes mm -hmm. the things coming out of their mouths is very good information. Yeah. Heed it. Because also listening to my wife has allowed me to heal and not mm -hmm. hate my grandparents for the decisions yeah. they've made. Mm -hmm. And that has led way to to allow God to move in my life to be able to pray for them and mm -hmm. start to start to to show them through my example that I do have the true God. Yes. I don't have to throw it in their face. I don't have to curse because I didn't even realize this whole time I was proving them right. Yep. By, by being acting, that by way. By being what mm -hmm. they thought somebody who doesn't have their cult religion mm -hmm. is. I was right. being that person. Mm -hmm. I was doing it wrong. Yeah. But yeah and even life. with the submitting, like a lot of people, and that's on a completely different topic, but a lot yeah. of women hear <laughs> that and they hate that. Why would I submit to a man? And it's because... They don't have a man in their lives that they can trust or like that can lead them. Yeah. But like he said, as a as a woman, we are supposed to submit, but it doesn't mean that we can't give counsel. It doesn't mean that we can't give our opinions, especially if it's sound, especially if it's coming from God. Right. Because there are moments where I'm praying. I'm like, hey, babe, I prayed about this and I feel like this is what God is saying. And it's like, OK, and he can go and bring it back to God and he can pray. And now he can lead us together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's great. You know, so I think everything you said hopefully open the eyes to just people in general, like even outside of Jehovah's Witnesses so they can see the truth. Like they're not just knocking on doors, giving pamphlets. Like, like you said, but it's almost like they're in a spiritual factory working overtime, just like zombies, like mm -hmm. not even realizing that they're putting in all this energy. They have no life. They have no soul, no spirit. They are spiritually dead. Yeah. And, and just, just another, another way mm -hmm. that, you know, my, my grandparents are not, they don't, they don't live by the scripture at all. Mm -hmm. is because my grandma at one point and again this is all speculation because i'm a kid hearing things but right. my <laughs> grandmother at one point went to the elders on my grandfather mm -hmm. not even on anything crazy my grandfather wasn't cheating on my grandmother just because she didn't like the way that he wouldn't listen to her and when i mean not listen to her my grandmother is a crazy person sometimes she, she turned mm -hmm. my grandfather into a slave so she wants to leave household. she is trying to my leave. grandmother leads the house my right. grandmother and again, everybody has different ways of handling their money. But just to put it into perspective, my grandmother takes my grandfather's money and mm -hmm. puts it into her account. And she, she got takes her, her money. money, puts mm -hmm. it into her account. My grandfather used to be the one to drive us to Florida on it. And my whole life wasn't wasn't completely miserable. Right, we, we had fun. We would yeah. go on vacations. We go to Florida. My grandfather is asking my grandmother for two dollars for coffee. This is a grown man, a man that we're supposed to look towards to, to learn to. how to be men yeah and he's begging his wife for two dollars to go and get coffee that's bananas again right. this is the same woman that went to two other men to get them to tell him to be more subservient to to his wife mm -hmm. it's just that's how you know it's not because it is look, a circus if they place. had the true god if they knew god they would understand what this dynamic is supposed to be and they would go to god yes but they go to the elders mm -hmm. for anything they're idol they they idolize each other. these people yeah, that's that sick part. That's so bad. You, like, you see somebody in the funny 144,000. First of all, they're decrepit. They're old as dust. I don't know how they're making decisions still that are right. sound. They're not able to go to God and pray and say, hey, look, is this, yeah. is this, if that was what it was, yeah. they don't even have the discernment to be like, hey, is this the one of the people, one of the Again, based on those numbers, y'all, somebody lying. If yeah, not all of them. someone is. Somebody lying. Yeah. Like, so on. what do you want to say? Like the last, 
I don't know. What's the like your final takeaway about the Jehovah's Witnesses and what you want people to know? Like why you wanted to put this out there? Why I wanted to put this out there mm-hmm. is because religion mm-hmm. is very, very dangerous. Yes. And what makes it dangerous is the doctrines. Mm-hmm. Once you start diving into the word and once man tries to take their revelations mm-hmm. and pass it off as fact, mm-hmm. pass it off as this is what we must do because this is what this must mean. Yes. It's wrong. Yeah. You are not to do that. Mm-hmm. You can teach your revelations that you've come to based off of this word. And if it is sound advice, we will heed that advice, especially if it's in accordance with the word. We'll mm-hmm. heed that and we'll do that. Yeah. But the second you start passing off things like, oh, only 144,000 people go to heaven. Why? Because of here. Boom. Right. Fact. Mm-hmm. Nah. Right. You're wilding it's because wrong. it does not say it. Mm-hmm. And usually in the Bible, and again, this is just my revelations, mm-hmm. usually things in the Bible that are facts are very, very clear. Yes. For example, the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Very Thou clear. shall not. Very clear. Yeah. The things that you are to do, the things that you are not to do, very clear. Right. Like. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And I want also the takeaway to be, if anybody that is in the Jehovah's Witnesses that are watching this, to see that like you can come out of this and see the fruit. Like it is possible to be successful because look at, Donnie, like mm-hmm. someone that was a part of it, hated God, went through all that process and now has God and look at how mm-hmm. God has blessed his life tremendously. And for someone that is in Jehovah's Witness and you don't understand really what the fruit is, that's what this is, the freedom and the peace and all those things. So now when you, after listening to this, take it back to your organization and look around and like really think about like, hmm. This kind of, yeah, what they were saying, it was kind of hitting, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't see the fruit because I don't have peace. And these people the don't have understanding. So it's like you take this and like you can be free too. like you can absolutely be free. You're not your life is not going to end. If anything, it's going to start. As soon as you give your life away to God, your life begins. It truly begins. So even if you leave the Jehovah's Witness and you decide, hey, I'm done with that, have a relationship with God or try to start it. Right. And it's like. I told Donnie, well, what do you have to lose? Like, do you literally have nothing to lose? That part. Right? Because you can read the word and, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If your God is, again, if you're a Jehovah Witness, mm-hmm. again, why would you? Why would your God be mad at you for making sure? Right. Why would your God be? And again, your God is a loving God, right? They mm-hmm. love to say it all. Jehovah God is a loving God with the same breakfast fellowship people. Right. Jehovah God is a loving God. Well, then he'll love me when I watch this apostate material mm-hmm. and then decide to stay a Jehovah witness. He'll still right. love me then. Right. Even in the word, there are, there are little times where God shows himself and proves himself to people that are serving and worshiping idols. And they believe that that is true. Serving Baal, worshiping all these false gods. And they're thinking their God is about to show up for them and they do not. But here's God in a second shows up and shows out every time. And now they're transformed. If you seek him, you will find him. But you also have to be able to heal, right? Because that's a big part of it, too. You got to heal. Because I feel like the Jehovah's Witnesses, they're, they cause a lot of church hurt. Like, they're the epitome yeah. of church oh, hurt, yeah. right? And this is why you come from it, and you're like, man, I don't I want nothing to do with God, period. But you got to, again, look at Donnie's test. Because this right here is a testimony within itself. And faith comes from this. So I hope that someone watching it gets the faith to be like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and try to know God for myself. You ain't got to tell nobody. And it's, and it's not it's not blessings out there. Because mm-hmm. I don't... I don't it is blessings, but yes. I don't want y'all to think I'm talking about material things. Right, because that's, that's peace, not peace saying. of the mind, peace. the stability. This level of peace, Yes, I have never had this. This mm-hmm. level of clarity, this level of love for myself, yeah. this level of love for my wife, this mm-hmm. level of love for my kids. I've never had this feeling of peace before, mm-hmm. and I know that that's God. I yeah. know it. And yeah. if you're a Jehovah Witness, I know you don't have it. Yeah. I know you don't. Yeah. Straight like that. I'm, yeah, that's good. Yeah, because yeah, they really don't. <laughs> they don't even they know don't. what this piece. This is the only piece that no you can idea. get when you have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a gift. And I read the word the other day in John. That's what it was. And I had no idea. Like, I had this whole revelation about the Holy Spirit. But even that is literally what God left us with, his Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is peace. And so it's like, 
that's all you need is the Holy Spirit. And you get that by having a relationship with God, like starting a relationship. So we're going to start pulling up scripture too. Cause I yeah, hate we got to, yeah. the Bible. I hate it was John 14, 27. Y'all go ahead and read it like that. It was <laughs> yeah, John. I don't, yeah. I don't know what stories I was quoting, but I hate when I quote things and I, I and can't it's okay. pull up this. But that, but this is I'm real, start, but this is real down. because again, people look at Christians, people yeah. who know God and they almost judge us if we don't know the Bible in and out front and back. Now yeah. it's like, you are supposed to be a Christian, but, because we know we have relationship with God first and foremost. That's not to say you don't need to know the word because absolutely you do. But your relationship with God almost needs to be the foundation so that when you do read the word, now you have an understanding of it. And you're not just having your own thoughts about it and walking with it and saying, this is fact. No, well, I spoke to God about this scripture that you say means this, but God says it means this. Now I know yeah. to believe this to be true. And what helped with me too was not reading the Bible front to back. Right. Um, and I mean, I don't think there's a there's a I don't think there's any rules against jumping yeah. around in How the Bible. But word, me yeah. personally, I like to I like to read stories that are interesting to me or topics that came mm -hmm. across in, in my life. I like to find things like that. Like the first thing that came across was Solomon. I liked Solomon's stories, so I went to First Kings. After that, it was like, okay, what am I going to read? Okay, let me read Matthew because I never really dived into the gospel. After right. that, somebody told me, read Acts. So I read a little bit of Acts. And I was like, oh, Proverbs was written by Solomon. So yeah. let me read some Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Oh, like Ephesians. Okay, let me read some. Jump around a little just bit. Just start somewhere. You could literally just open the word, literally open the book and just start reading. Yeah. And then as you read more and you have this relationship with God, you can start to ask God, mm -hmm. well, Lord, guide me and show me where you need me to read next or what's a good spot for me or whatever. And he will tell you. So... Yeah, but I think this was good. Like, I think you, I'm glad you shared your experience and like you were really honest about everything. So, yeah, y'all have been fiending to talk about this. I could go forever. This is uh, so much oh, more. Oh, yeah, but bro. Yeah. That other Another night episode. he's talking about where he talked to, talking to his uncle, had me up till two o'clock in the morning, just on fire like he because said. he made a lot of headway. Yeah. God gave me so much patience. Yeah. And I was sitting there like, uh-huh. I think we're missing the point here, y'all. Yes, right. <laughs> and he was just giving me stuff to say. And just mm -hmm. ended that conversation. Nobody was talking over me. Everybody was just like, they hear what this man has right. to say. I know it was the Holy Spirit yeah. touching him. Had to be. Mm -hmm. Had yeah. to be. Because towards the end of that conversation, people was listening. And, and it, we didn't really, you know, nobody was just like, yeah, I'm giving my life to Christ at the end. But right. But you planted that seed. seed. Right. It was enough. And. And, you know, we're going to have a lot more conversations. And you're going to be come, able to keep watering that and keep planting more and more as you talk. But just the fact that we can have that conversation yeah, with my family big. is huge. Yeah, that's huge. a big victory. It's a win. Yeah, it's definitely. Win. So yeah. thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. Um, again, I hope you guys got something from it. Share it with somebody who you know may be in a bondage, a Jehovah's Witness, or you just slide in their DMs or something. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you can follow me on TikTok, on Instagram, and on YouTube at The Kingdom Assistant. And you can watch, yes, you can watch full clips of the episode on YouTube, again, at The Kingdom Assistant. So see you guys on our next episode. We don't know what it's going to be about, but thanks for tuning in every time if y'all have. Because these these been kind of long. Yeah. They've been at least like an hour or whatever. But... Yeah, I hope you're watching the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, thanks, y'all. Bye.